0: Hey everyone, this is Mary Grothy, founder and CEO. You're listening to the Revenue Radio Podcast brought to you by House of Revenue. Each week, we'll talk about common revenue challenges and how to get past them, share real-world experiences, and get a glimpse into my life as a CEO scaling my own business. If you're a struggling entrepreneur or just an entrepreneur looking to be inspired, this podcast is for you. I'll give you honest, unfiltered, and practical insights into growing your business and getting past your revenue plateau. Vintage Values is present for me today. I'm excited to talk to you about it. There's a thought that when you move physically, let's just start with this, you're packing up your house, you're moving, you have to make a decision on what you take with you and what you leave behind. And sometimes once you get into the new house you are either so thankful that you left something behind or you regret it and you tell yourself I wish we didn't get rid of that I wish we had packed it brought it with us you never know until you get to the new place and live there for a while and they say hindsight is 2020 But in the time, you have to make a decision. I think about this scenario from a CEO standpoint when you're scaling your company. When you go through your startup phase, you have values that are very important, but you also have clunkiness, lack of infrastructure, and there are things when you move into the next stage I don't think we are as CEOs as conscious about evaluating the values of what we're bringing and what we're purposefully leaving behind. When you're moving, you have to decide you're looking at everything right in front of you and you're choosing what gets packed and what goes away. When you're moving in your business and you're moving to the next stage, it's not that simple. Sometimes you are able to call out, this is the old way we did it, and we are not doing that anymore. You fix the process and you enhance that. But oftentimes, it's not until we are in a moment of crisis, dealing with a challenge, or something simply isn't going our way, that we pause, reflect, and identify If we forgot to bring something with us that really worked well for us in the past and we're sad that we didn't hold on to that vintage value, that we let it go away with the history of that part of our story and that phase of our business. Recently, we went through some adversity in our company and my manager, my my old sales manager used to say, Adversity reveals character. Character isn't made in crisis, it's revealed. And I think about when you get pressed and go through that pressure, what is really getting squeezed out of you? Well, if you look at the values that you bring forth and what you're willing to hold on to and continue to stay true to, even as you grow in scale. That can be in the make or break for your culture, for attracting new talent, for employee retention, for getting great results with your client. Last week, we talked about internal values versus external reward. Today we're talking about the vintage values that we may have forgotten about because we forgot to put them in a box and pack it with us when we moved to the next stage of our business. When we were in startup phase, just from my perspective as a CEO, I knew everything about every person that worked for me. They were very important to me. I cared about them as humans, their lives, their significant others, their families, There was an investment that I felt I was making in them by simply just showing up and caring. And I felt like even though we were in a very chaotic startup phase with no infrastructure and we were all over the place and I was so busy, I had my own clients I was serving. I think at one point I had six or seven of them. That right there was more than a full-time job, not to mention I was running a small team of Five or six people and running the company, doing all the business development, managing payroll and accounting and all those pieces. It was a seven day a week, pushing 100 hour a week job, including travel. Yet, even with all of those distractions and all of that, if anyone on the team had asked for anything, they needed anything, I would have been there. From day one, my strongest value is that I want this to be the best journey for the employees. I just said this last week as we had two new hires start. I'm not a fool. I know not everyone sitting in that room is going to be with us a year from now, two years, three years, five years. I hope they are. But The market's hot right now. Careers, so much opportunity out there, amazing compensation plans, things that we eventually can't compete with. And I can't worry about tomorrow. I need to focus on today. And today, what I can control is sticking to my values and ensuring that while these people are here, this is the best experience they're ever going to have. I make mistakes, I don't get it right. Some days I show up stressed. I can be hot. I can get frustrated. I have very high standards. I hold people to those standards. I can be critical of work. And maybe that, in a way, in the moment, people don't love it. But I do believe that humans crave to be held accountable and to have structure and to know how to succeed and how to win. But there's a way to build that culture while also caring about people. Back in our startup days... I knew that that was my North Star and something I cared so much about was that if people are going to agree to work for this company, that I'm committed to them in creating a great experience while they're here. Well, that value got hard to maintain as we doubled in size this year. We started with 12 employees at our peak. We got to 27 or 28 team members in September. So within nine months, doubling. One of the biggest stressors and panic was not knowing how to commit to that value that was so important to me. It was just impossible, not enough hours in the day to get to know everybody coming on board, understand who they were. And that was a value that I felt like I didn't bring with me from the prior state to that future state. We moved in our company and it was a value that I didn't know how to hang on to. And I was so busy that I couldn't figure it out. And I let it go. And that's a problem. What values have you let go that were important to you in startup phase that as you got through it, you, you let it go? Those values stay in the history of when you were in that phase or that size. Take a moment and think about what did you love about that past and that history, and how can you continue to bring it forward? Well, that's something that the awareness came back around for me to say, this is my most important value. And let me tell you how I solved or I'm beginning to solve the challenge. One, make time. I built an executive team and they're remarkable. And over the last few months, we've been very intentional in training them up and transferring duties. And I'm finally entering into a new era as a CEO where my workload has lessened. There's actually free time people can book on my calendar, or I can just intentionally use that time to sit down and talk to people. It's incredible. I was able to, last Wednesday, I was able to be in the office. That's the day when all of us come in together. And I got there after dropping off my son. Traffic was in my favor and very light. I had some extra time. I was able to just sit at one of the community tables where four of my team members were sitting, newer ones that I really haven't built a very strong relationship with. We're just getting to know each other. And for 30 uninterrupted minutes, we were able to just be in community with each other and talk to each other, be there, be present, no agenda, no structured meeting, just be there with each other. It brought me so much joy. The other thing that I love now is I can randomly call people on my team during the day just to check in and ask how they're doing. I follow many of them on social media. I'm able to see what's going on in their lives. I can send them a text, a Slack message, a DM, ask how they are, ask how fun the event was over the weekend that I got to see some pictures of that they did. And it's meaningful because I genuinely care. It is so exciting to be in this new era where this vintage value of mine That I wasn't able to make time for because I didn't know what I had until it was gone. When we scaled and doubled in size, that element, when I lost that element, I felt so disconnected from people on our team. And that's not the CEO I want to be. That doesn't sound fun to me. Let me tell you, it wasn't fun. I lived the life of it and I was losing excitement in my role. I was losing the passion of one of the biggest reasons I love doing this. Oh, it felt amazing to have that with my team. That's one of my favorite vintage values is genuinely knowing who these people are and how I can make their life better. Even in the tiniest of ways, sometimes it's just acknowledging their work. Sometimes it's showing a sincere interest in what they do outside of work. Sometimes it's giving them the space to just share and talk and be heard. They're so... There's so many ways somebody can feel valued as a human, and it is so life-giving. As a CEO, I ask you to reflect. What are the vintage values that fell to the wayside as you've grown and gotten bigger? Ask yourself, write it down, and then see what excuses you come up with immediately. Yeah, but, well, I can't do that anymore because... Well, that was this way. Now we do it this way. I challenge you to figure out, and and let's just say every options on the table. If you asked me five months ago, well, Mary, you could have this if you cut your work week in half, your workload in half. I would have laughed in your face and potentially said something <laughs> that followed. Like you've got to be kidding me. That's not possible. But it is possible, and it's so important that it's a priority which means it has to take precedence over the other work. And we have figured it out. And now I get to start on this journey again of embracing this vintage value that gives me so much joy. And when a CEO is filled with joy, that's our fuel for the tough days, for the challenges. When we are pressed, if you think about how olive oil is made, you have to press those olives But there's so much rich, goodness, healing power inside of those olives. Olive oil is so good for you. And when you think of the purity of it, and how when those olives are pressed, that goodness that comes out. When you're pressed, what comes out of you? When you're dealing with adversity, what part of your character is revealed? When you're dealing with crisis, what kind of character do people experience coming from you? You can't give what you don't have. And sometimes when we're under a mediocre state of stress, just normal work, we can fake it. And so we can consciously be present to say, even though I might be exhausted or I don't really want to be pleasant to this person. I'm in a place where I can consciously acknowledge through awareness that I need to put on the happy face. I need to put a smile on. I need to slow down. I need to act more calm. But on the inside, it's this raging fuel, fueled fire of how you really want to behave in that moment. But you have this good conscience because you're only stressed at a mediocre level. So you can still hang on. To some good values. But then, as soon as that mediocre stress turns into high stress and you get pressed, that faking it and that mask, does it just fall to the wayside? And when you get pressed, what really comes out? What is inside of you? Do you have a hardened heart? Do you have frustration, consistent frustration with your employees? Do you value them as humans or do you just get frustrated and taken down by their flaws? Do you focus on the positive and who they could be for you in their element and in their prime and when they're in the flow and passion of their work? Or do you just focus on every single thing that they do wrong every single day and you just wait for them to make a mistake? Maybe you're not a CEO. Maybe you're listening to this. You're a manager. You're a colleague. You're a teammate. You're a coworker of someone else. How do you treat the people around you? When you're under pressure and under stress, do you honor and value the people that you show up to work with every single day? How? Or do you just immediately get frustrated by their flaws and find yourself talking to another coworker or a friend or family member and just venting over how this person consistently frustrates you? If you could channel some of that energy into identifying how you could creatively solve the problem, or even better yet, taking some time to just breathe and get centered and find some peace and get the courage to go talk to that person directly in a very loving way. To let them know how you get triggered sometimes with the way that they do work or the way they communicate or treat a client or treat you or maybe something they said to you over a Slack message or in an email. Maybe they walked past you in the office and didn't give you eye contact and you took it the wrong way. Whatever it is, Man, if we could only be brave enough to have bold conversations and be present with the people that we surround ourselves with and build these relationships where people know what's truly in our heart. Because if we build a foundation, when we get pressed, when we are consistently good on the inside, when we get pressed, then more good comes out, even in adversity. Your character is revealed in moments of crisis and challenge and adversity what comes out of you, (laughs) you're in control of that. You can renew your mind. You can replenish your heart. Yes, being a CEO is hard. Being a VP, a boss, a whatever you are, it's hard. Okay? I get it. But you have a choice. When you think about the vintage values and you think about being an olive and being pressed, What do you need to go back and pull forward with you? Even if you think it's super hard, impossible, I have no idea how I would even do that. You don't understand my circumstance or situation. Listen to the excuses you're telling yourself. Give yourself optimism that potentially anything is possible. Write it out and see the fruit from your decision thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're interested in being on our show or want to learn more about how we can help you scale your company, connect with us at houseofrevenue.com or with me, Mary Grothy, spelled G-R-O-T-H-E on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram.